I think it's pretty reasonable to say, let's agree to work together, but let's also agree that if we stop working together, that we're going to do so peacefully. We're not going to say bad things about each other, and we're just going to go on with our lives rather than mutual destruction. Business can be challenging and complicated at times. And in today's show, we talk about some of the essential contracts and agreements that every business should have. Lawrence, thanks for joining us for another podcast. In terms of uh, digital health entrepreneurs, there's so many roadblocks that uh, digital entrepreneurs have to either obey or break through. Additionally, there's a lot of hurdles that uh, digital entrepreneurs like yourself have to jump. And sometimes, you know, they, uh, you know, they fall on these hurdles. And I know I'm mixing metaphors, but let's get serious. What's some examples of some contracts that a CEO like you has to get into with uh, employees, business partners, and so forth that, that are really beneficial for the longevity and health of a company? I think that, unfortunately, it's very difficult to fully know a person until you've known them for a long period of time. And often when you are in a high growth startup, you have to hire people very quickly, perhaps even hiring them after you know, one or two conversations. And maybe you don't even have time to do you know, background checks or reference checks. I mean, certainly a background check, we can just use a software like Checker. But what I really mean is checking references and talking to people they've worked with in the past. You don't always have time to do that as much as you would have liked. And typically someone provides a reference to someone that's going to give them a good reference, right? Um, and so I find that um, you should always be thinking about in advance, you know, when a relationship starts, how is it going to end? And if it ends, how does it end in an amicable, peaceful way rather than in mutual destruction? <laughs> mutual destruction. Ah, I like that. Well, I like the term because I'm a writer, but I don't like it from a business standpoint. So what sort of contracts do you get into? Do you get into, for instance, you know, non-disclosure agreements, non-disparagement agreements? Like what's, you know, what's something that's really important to how you conduct business with, you know, with new, new employees that you hire at, at really quickly? Well, it's not just with employees, but also with investors. For example, in my first company, which was really version 1.0 of Fruit Street, we raised about a million dollars from 60 investors. And, um, you know, some of the, a couple of the investors were, you know, maybe impatient, um, maybe didn't fully understand startups. And so, you know, they decided to go on a uh, CEO firing uh, vendetta where they, they didn't like the speed at which I was accomplishing things. Um, and so, you know, they purchased my name as a website. They started defaming me. They started saying all these things that weren't true to shareholders. And, you know, I didn't have those investors sign um, non-disparagement agreements, right? And they were saying things that were just very easy to prove as false. And so I think that um, especially for maybe a more established entrepreneur that has negotiating leverage, where you know it's really a privilege for the investors to invest or for employees to work on the company. Um, I really think that everyone should be signing a non-disparagement agreement because just think about it this way. If you're inviting someone to work on your company with you and you're offering them a six-figure salary, full health insurance, ownership and equity in the company, I think it's pretty reasonable to say, let's agree to work together. But let's also agree that if we stop working together, that we're going to do so peacefully. We're not going to say bad things about each other. And we're just going to go on with our lives rather than 
mutual destruction. There's that term again, mutual uh, destruction. So I've signed a lot of confidentiality agreements. I've agreed easily with lots of people that I will not breach confidentiality with my business partners, my employer, and so forth. So I've got no, no problem with signing those things. But disparagement agreements, non-disparagement agreements, I should say, I've never signed one. I've never read one. You're like, uh, what if someone says no you know, to you, like a, an investor or a new employee? Like, how do you go about uh, encouraging them you know, in, in this difficult time? Well, we were just dealing with this because we really um, made our non-disparagement agreement even more robust, where not only does it say you're agreeing not to defame the company, but you are also agreeing that if you do that, you owe the company $100,000 in liquidated damages, which means that you know it's basically not open for debate, right? You owe the company $100,000, you defame the company. Um, and so you know, I talked about it with our outside legal counsel, and they said, well, if somebody doesn't want to sign this, Thanks for letting us know now that you were planning to defame the company. So we just choose not to work with them. <laughs> well, it's not exactly you have proof that they're going to defame the company, but that's your approach, right? You're like, there's a risk. But you know, like, well, what if what if employee a person has perhaps a negative experience with a company? Um, how do they go about redressing that? Talking about it. What what tips do you have for entrepreneurs for you know, like sort of valid, uh, awesome, healthy? You know, not collaboration. What's the word here? Like um, dispute resolution. Well, I think that if in the course of working at your employer, you don't like something that's happening, or you want to make a suggestion for how to improve it. Right, you can certainly you know talk to whoever your supervisor is or who's managing you or to your coworkers and just in a constructive way right say look i think that you know xyz is going on at the company and i'd really like for abc to happen because i think it's going to improve the company's culture and make everybody more productive or whatever it is right uh, i mean that's fine i mean every company should welcome that internally but there's a difference between internal disagreement and discussion for the mutual benefit of the company versus, you know, going on a social media rampage externally and, you know, threatening to destroy the company, saying things that are not true, right? That's very different. So I actually welcome vigorous debate and disagreement, but it's different when someone is, you know, basically blackmailing the company and disparaging the company in order to have economic gain, essentially. So let's bring this back to digital entrepreneurs who are listening to this, who are excited about you know, just picking up little opinions and tips and you know, nuggets of advice. When, Lawrence, do you recommend that you, know, you pull out the big guns? You, know, you go on the, a litigation warpath, say a, an errant uh, uh, investor or you know, a disgruntled employee you know, starts talking crazy stuff publicly. When do you, when do you choose to sue them? You're like, what's the tipping point that you can you know, share with our listeners? I mean, I think it depends on how many resources you have, right? If you don't have a lot of capital, I mean, you're not going to waste your money on lawyers, right? Because there's something to be said of, you know, everyone, every public figure, every entrepreneur that's been successful has good things and bad things posted about them on the internet, right? I mean, even the press, every president of the United States has had good things and bad things said about them. So, so you don't want to, you know, start a six-figure litigation over every negative comment that's ever been made about you, right? Which is why if you would just get everyone that you work with to agree to not 
disparage the company in advance, you can probably avoid a six-figure litigation, right? <laughs> um, you know, but I think that, um, you know, obviously there's different levels of disparagement, right? If somebody says, well, I don't think this person is a good CEO, like, okay, no problem, right? <laughs> but, you know, if somebody's saying things like, this person's a rapist, this person, you know, is running a Ponzi scheme, they are, you know, a criminal, right? I mean, just things that are just so disgusting, right? That's when you cross the line. And I would just say, go straight to using lawyers because those kind of people are usually so irrational that there's really no reasoning with them. They're not speaking from a place of logic. So that's my opinion, unfortunately. So Lawrence, how do you think that, uh, you know, the general public might you know, view Fruit Street, you know, using non-disparagement agreements and these really intense contractual arrangements with employees. You know, what's the impact on you know, a company's reputation if they do that? Well, I don't think it says anything. It just says that we don't want the people that we pay and provide health insurance to and provide equity to and the investors that we work hard for. We don't want them saying anything false about the company. They can say true things about the company. They can say their opinion. But they can't say something false. So like, what is disparagement? Well, it's saying something that's false, right? So, you know, if you said that, you know, this CEO never graduated from college or, you know, XYZ fact that's not true. Well, you shouldn't say things that aren't true, right? So, you know, I think that's fine. Um, you know, I think, it, you know, and it's also not like, let's say digital health entrepreneurs. I mean, at the end of the day, I would say pretty much all digital health entrepreneurs are trying to improve healthcare. You know, we're not running, you know, cigarette companies or smoking companies or gambling companies. I mean, or even physicians, right? Physicians have patients say bad things about them all the time. I mean, you got to look at intentions, right? I mean, so it's just shameful to be, you know, disparaging a company that's doing good things. Now, sure. I mean, you know, if some company is legitimately um, doing something illegal or criminal, I think investigative journalism is amazing, right? And they should tell the public the truth, right? And use their First Amendment rights to tell the public the truth, right? And that's the amazing thing about investigative journalism, right? But to say things about healthcare organization that is not true, I mean, that's damaging the public health, right? Um, so I think it's very different. And it's really about what's true and what's false. And we kind of live in this like fake news world now, unfortunately, where people say whatever they want. But yeah, so it's an interesting world we live in. <laughs> I knew it was only a matter of time before one of us brought up fake news, but you beat me to it. <laughs> it's brutal, right? So, Lawrence, let's expand the conversation. Uh, what about confidentiality agreements? You know, like, what sort of insights do you have for you know, entrepreneurs about that? Well, I would say be careful with those because I once had a contract terminated with a major customer where, you know, we we basically uh, were competing with them for a contract and. Um, Basically, we revealed the pricing of a certain situation and they decided to use that as, as an excuse to terminate a contract. So, you know, often we sign these contracts that we don't really read, right? We sign these contracts that are, you know, dozens of pages long and we don't really read the fine print, right? We just think, okay, well, you know, I'm getting paid X amount from this customer or I have this revenue sharing partnership, right? And if the relationship goes well, typically the fine print doesn't come into play. But often when you don't read the fine print and you don't pay attention to the fine print, it's already too late because you don't really know when a relationship is going to go south. 
right? So I think that lawyers need to maybe do a better job of um, providing like a cheat sheet of like what you should and shouldn't do. I mean, often lawyers will um, assist their client with negotiating a contract, but they don't actually provide guidelines for our behavior on an ongoing basis in the context of contracts, which is where good in-house counsel can, can help. Um, so I think that don't overlook the fine print because you never know when a relationship is not going to work out the way you planned it. So Lawrence, you know, what about uh, you know, small companies that are starting up? Obviously, Fruit Street's been around since 2014 and is no longer really a startup. Um, what advice do you have for you know, like small companies with little funds and don't have many employees? Do you really think they should arm themselves legally, contractually against these things? Or, or what are your recommendations there? Yes, they should. And they can just get non-disclosure agreements and non-disparagement agreement templates online. They're very simple. Um, contracts where you can just grab them off the internet, frankly. Um, and so, you know, they say an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. And that's equally true when it comes to legal contracts. That's great. We've got we to gotta incorporate more medical analogies and uh, visual metaphors that relate to the health system into this podcast. Love it. Um, so let's make it on, on. I really want to understand what's in a non-disparagement agreement. Like, so I'm thinking that there's a difference between things that are negative about a company or a product or you know, a leader, you know, the leadership team of company compared to you know, things that are false. You know, can you, can you really you know, dive into some of the aspects of a non-disparagement agreement so our listeners can you know, start thinking about making them for themselves maybe? Well, a non-disparagement agreement just basically is someone agreeing to not say anything false about another person at least in my mind, right? So if you say, um, Dr. Smith killed a patient. Well, if that's not true, then it's not true, right? <laughs> I mean, or if you say, um, this person did X, Y, Z, and that did not happen. Well, I mean, that's pretty much non-disparagement, right? But then there's opinion, right? Which is, you know, I think that this company is, you know, not ethical, or I think that, um, you know, this company did not do a good job making its product or something like that. I mean, it's more of opinion. It's more of a vague statement. But when I think of non-disparagement, I think of saying something that's clearly not true. So accusing someone of, you know, a criminal act where they didn't do that, right? Or, or saying something that's just blatantly false. Um, or saying something like, this company is not HIPAA compliant when they clearly are HIPAA compliant, Right. So that's what I think of it as, just saying things that are just 100% false. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, thanks for these insights into you know, the legal spectrum and the uh, immense contractual difficulties that uh, digital health startups, digital entrepreneurs um, have to face. Thanks a lot, Lawrence. Thank you so much for listening. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the show on your favorite podcasting platform so that more people can hear digital health entrepreneurship. And make sure to join us tomorrow where we dive into Lawrence's upbringing to see how Lawrence learned valuable lessons about being a CEO from writing 10,000 articles in high school. We'll see you tomorrow.